Hello and welcome. I'm Jules B., your host of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. Go with me behind the scenes as I dive into the lives of our guests. Each episode will feature unconventional questions that invoke joy, sorrow, and sometimes silence. Come on in, take a seat, and let's start this conversation. Thank you so much for joining me here at the Label Free Podcast. As I said, you do have permission to speak freely. Just note that I'm going to talk back. Now, <laughs> this conversation, Brandon, is about separating the meat from the bones or the peas from the pot. I don't want to leave you out if you don't eat meat. But what I found out about you is that you look to help people unleash their inner white collar savage. Now, I don't cuss, but you did say to step up. There's a word that's missing in there. But yep. you're looking for people to step up. You know, you're a, an, or, an author two times over. You're a speaker. You're an entrepreneur. You're a coach. You're a podcaster. I mean, you do a lot. You're, you're into fitness. And all of the other good stuff, you have superpowers. However, some things happen from what I gathered. And you had to go ahead and spend some time away. Okay. All right. And that's when the change happened. But before that, you had this extravagant life. You had the card. You had the millions of dollars. You had the beautiful wife. You still have the, the beautiful wife, but I'm not the fact. I'm just saying, you know, you were in a different position then. And in reality, you were saying that you were at what I call a hot mess, right? Mm. And that's that, for, for better words, you were a hot mess. You were self medicating. You basically were lacking that foundation. You were lacking in some integrity and different things, but I'll let you tell that. So once the, as you say, the the universe intervened uh, and you went ahead and you served your time, you've now come out with a different blueprint for life. And so... You are now helping people with their blueprints to live more fulfilled lives with integrity, with fitness and wellness, and everything in between. Now, there's more to you than that. But what I've just said, what would you like to add to that? How much would you want to do my copywriting? Because you're good. That was good. No, I, uh, I look at each of those things that you mentioned, I'm happy to go into more detail on, but when you said that I have some superpowers, uh, all of my superpowers came through the adversity that I faced in my own life. So I never considered myself criminogenic. I never considered myself. I've never been, I would never in any trouble, never arrested, not even like, uh, you know, an underage, right? Nothing. And I always considered myself to be, uh, you know, a person of, of high integrity, a person uh, who was law-abiding, 
who was focused, who was transparent, who was trustworthy. And then, and I'd done some amazing things in my young life. And, uh, you know, there were private equity guys after, you know, I sold a business. They were like, look, they would sit down and introduce me to new people. Say, you have to know this kid, Brandon. He's a future billionaire. He's out doing things. And that became my identity was really that, that individual. And when my world crumbled via one phone call from a lawyer that said, Brandon, you're about to be indicted. Um, I then lost that entire sense of identity. And I realized through that process that I had been placing all of my work in the things that it really don't belong to me, right? That in many ways are outside of my control, my reputation, my wealth, and, um, you know, my businesses, you name it, right? And during that process, I was forced to look within. And during this time, I, I self-medicated like deeply with alcohol, but I'd always been a drinker, right? I'd always liked to party. I come from we'll call it the finance world, and that's, uh, that's a big part of the culture. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I was, I was self-sabotaging and I was committing slow suicide. And that really just accelerated when my, when my life began to fall apart. And it wasn't until I was, you know, my identity was stripped down that I had the opportunity to take a deep look at who I was. And when it all fell apart, I, I had a choice and we often are faced with, with choices in life. And I think a lot of these choices come through adversity, at least the big ones. I could allow this to consume me and, you know, sort of fade into the background, never to be seen again, probably drink myself to death. Or I could take this awful experience, the thing that I never in a million years would have imagined would happen to me, and I could turn it into a force for good. I could take this and I could, I could use this to lift up myself and those around me who may be struggling. And I did at the time when I was thinking about this and faced with this decision, I didn't know the answer. I didn't know how I was going to do that, right? I didn't have like a blueprint laid out at, the, at that point. I was building it really, um, as they say, you know, you build the airplane as you fly in entrepreneurship and that's, that's essentially what I, what I had to do, but I made that choice, even not knowing the answer. And from that point forward, I committed myself to serving others first. And for example, some of the things that I did, I, I wrote my first book, uh, before I went away and I also created a self-directed course. Uh, all of this was around overcoming struggle, but it was what I, it was during my struggle. So it's from a, a unique perspective and, uh, it was not a complicated formula, but I essentially, what I bended was I, I licensed that material to a, a, a nonprofit that disseminates that information to prisons around the country. And before I even surrendered to prison, my information was being disseminated to, to jails and prisons around the country. And so that gave me a wonderful sense of satisfaction and and some momentum. And I then continued to, to serve others, even when I went away. And so what I did is I volunteered in the GED department. I helped teach, uh, you know, grown men how to read, which is a, a unique experience, something I never thought that I would have to do, but, you know, sitting down with a 45 year old man that can barely read at a you know, third grade reading level, um, is a, it's an interesting experience. And, you know, I tried to do everything I could to, to help these people. And I also, you know, while I was away, I taught uh, entrepreneurship courses. I taught financial literacy. I taught men how to build release plans um, because I got to I got to know some of my fellow inmates very very well. And I realized that like these people came from like 
absolutely dreadful circumstances with no positive role model, uh, with really one path in life. And I'm like, these guys are smart, right? They, they're talented individuals. They don't have the resources. They don't have the information. They don't have that positive role model to show them that there's a sustainable way to live a wonderful life. Well, what? Go ahead. Oh yeah. So that was, that was the work that I, I committed myself to. And I still do that work today. So let me ask you this. I was listening to what you were saying, and I am I'm so glad that everything has come full circle, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, change for the better for you. But while you were talking, do you know, do you notice that you say these people a lot? Do you notice that? I didn't even notice it, no. Yeah, yeah, you say these people a lot. And I'm wondering, wondering why you refer to them as these people. Um, I don't know. I didn't even think about it. Just kind of came out. But what I meant was, as I said, I am not the type of person that I believed was like, okay, I'm going to end up in prison. Right. And many of the people that I was interacting with were people who were like career criminals, right? And so perhaps there's that, I don't know. I didn't believe yeah. that I did. I didn't believe that I belonged there, right? So that's probably where that comes from. But uh, when I got to meet everybody, they like I I learned things about myself and I learned things about others that I had never experienced, and it was an amazing experience for me, a humbling experience, a unique experience. And so I made some I made some amazing uh, relationships there, and I learned a lot about myself through those relationships. And, and you you did say that you know you you yeah. helped with the GD, GED program, so that means that you're helping someone possibly turn their lives around, depending yeah. on what they did with it afterwards. So I'm not saying that, but it's just that you were talking and you were saying these people, and even though you were amongst them, you were still separating yourself. Yeah, and, that's and I I find that quite interesting. So do you think that you're a person who doesn't like to ask for help? or even need help i i have struggled in the past to ask for help i am a you know bear the burden on my shoulders type of individual yeah for sure yeah okay okay so with everything that you've gone through and based off of what you're doing now do you ever have a moment where you say what am i doing absolutely and what's going on when you have those moments? What what tends to be going on to make you feel that way? So it's usually when I'm in a moment of frustration, or you know something's not going my way. Look, and that that's the nature of entrepreneurship, right? It's you know three step forward, two step is two steps back, and sometimes I go, well, you know, is my voice going to be valued? Are people going to respect what i have to say yeah yeah i care do i care if they yeah respect what i have to say right like you start to question i think yourself a little bit and my solution is always to you know kind of try to catch that um so we did these things in prison uh through a program i went to called uh they're called an rsa or a rational self-analysis and it's about catching yourself in those types of thoughts right so those self-destructive thoughts and kind of sitting in that moment and thinking like, okay, is, is this thought process serving me? 
And usually when we have those irrational thoughts, the answer is no. But it's the trick of catching yourself yeah. and stopping that thought process. But yeah, I do. Sometimes uh, sometimes I do. And um, I think that I think that's pretty natural, right? Yeah. I'm I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking. I, I think when I say what am I doing, it might be a little bit different than somebody else. And I think that could be fair for a lot of people, right? Sure. So why do you think you had to get to your lowest point to realize the higher power within yourself? I never faced any adversity in my life up until that point. Really? I not not real. Like this was next level adversity. Like building a business is hard, super hard. I've done it. I've seen people do it my whole life. Mm-hmm. I grew up. I grew up in an entrepreneurial environment. I grew up in a wealthy family. Um, I never really needed anything. I was a spoiled brat kid. And actually, because of all of that, I was a deeply secure person. And that's where I think a lot of that validation through, uh, you know, we'll call it the external factors in my life came from. And it wasn't until that I had it had it all destroyed, or I destroyed it, I should say, and my, my identity in the process that I really had to dig deep. And I think I... I I go back and forth about this and I've asked several people like, is there a way to avoid adversity and still still be wide and still be self-aware? And I think for some, the answer is yes and others, the answer is no. And I'm unfortunately, I think one of the no's where I just, uh, I have to learn things the hard way in life. Well, I think that, uh, out of chaos comes great. Greatness can definitely come out of chaos, but we each, you know, experience that in a different way and that's that's interesting this is an interesting conversation Brandon. very interesting <laughs> so if you're and i appreciate you answering the questions because i know that they may be a little bit different than what you're used to being asked so our way i love it okay so if your life would have been filled up to the time that your session started mm-hmm. okay what are some of the things that we would have seen about you that would have surprised us? Oh, that's a good one. So, <laughs> I, I think uh, it's probably the boring answer. Um, really? They probably, yeah, I don't think it's that exciting. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I worked constantly. My focus was my family and my work, uh, but I also liked to party. Right? So those were the things that I did with my time. Uh, I drank a lot, traveled a lot, ate at all the expensive restaurants, kind of did all the all the stuff one does at a young age when you're accumulating wealth. And I, like I said before, I, I took a lot of pride in that lifestyle and who I believe that I was to others. Would that be surprising to an audience? I don't know. Probably not. It'd probably be, hey, here's another spoiled kid from the suburbs, you know, blowing his money and drinking himself to death. Uh, is that is that surprising? I don't know because surprising would be to me like maybe you fed the homeless, or maybe you went to the senior citizen's home and spent a day or a month, you know, with those people who didn't have family. Partying is not surprising to me. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it is particularly surprising. <laughs> no, I was not a I was not a charitable person, right? So. Wow. I, I'm a deeply giving, 
charitable person. I, uh, I'm an entrepreneurship coach for a right. group called uh, Inmates to Entrepreneurs. I actually have a coaching session tonight. And so, yeah, so I, I do give back now. Uh, and this is a, this is a part of me that I, I learned that I loved. I learned that I'm a teacher. Uh, that was, that was a surprise that I had as I was going through my process, perhaps not before, but going through it, I learned that I love to, I love to teach and I love to help people. And that was, you know, there was, there were elements of that inside of me, but I was not acting on those. Right. And that, that's really where the lessons came from was the lack of congruence between who I thought I was and who I was via my behavior. Right. And as you said, you hadn't been through any adversity. So sometimes you have to be taught certain lessons in Correct. order to teach people how to be, be victorious, mm-hmm. you know. So what's one thing that you have promised yourself to never do again, and you've actually kept your word? So I, I will never do anything again that requires me to even question my integrity or question my level of transparency. And so essentially what that means is I don't do anything that I don't feel absolutely comfortable doing. And, you know, I think that that's actually quite a shift because I previously, like I said, I was very insecure and, uh, during, you know, the growth of the business that ended up getting me in trouble. I, I think, you know, I, I should have stepped up. I should have stepped in sooner. I should have acted differently, but I lacked the confidence to do that. Uh, I struggled deeply with imposter syndrome. And so, we'll but, hey, I, question about that later, but you're bringing it up now. But yeah, I could definitely see the imposter syndrome in there. You know, it, yeah, I could definitely see that, especially now. I'm not going to delve into what you went to prison for. I'll leave, you know, because you got to leave a little bit, you know, for the, you know, moving forward with Deanna, right? But, uh, I know that based off what you actually received your sentence for, I can definitely see that. So if you could relive one day in your life, but you couldn't change it, you could only experience it again. What day, this was twofold, what day would that be around? And after experiencing that day, how would it affect your now? I think I've got another boring answer for you. Ah. <laughs> so, my wedding day. Okay. The best day, best day of my life. Um, I got married in a beautiful place. Uh, my wife and I had a very small gathering uh, in Santorini at the top of the caldera. You know the outdoor GNC in the background and. It was just a wonderful day of family and friends and love and uh, in, in just an incredibly beautiful place. It was, um, when you asked that question, it's the first thing that came to my mind. So I'm going with my gut. Uh, and so if I could relive that day again, well, I really want to relive that day again. I actually tell my wife I want to marry her over and over again. And I want oh, to nice. go back and, and do the nice. same thing. And so as soon as I am, I'm on federal probation as we speak. And so, uh, as soon as I am able to, we are going to go back and relive that day together. That's a fact. That is absolutely wonderful and beautiful. Can I go with, can I go with? Oh, can you go with? Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been, have you ever been there? No, I haven't. That's why I said, can yeah. I go with? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. yeah. It's just unbelievable. The whole, anyway, I'm digressing here, but like that whole 
part of the world is just it's special you're there and you're looking around and you're like it still does i'm just standing here i'm looking at it right it still doesn't feel real that's how yeah yeah so yeah. my here's my last question even though i could talk to you forever <laughs> All right. No, far away. What do you got? You know, I mean, you're my new friend, right? So you had not experienced any adversity, but you knew some of the things that you were doing were wrong. And you, you could compare not, you know, having adversity to what's right and wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you ask for help? So I think, I think it was a question of who I went to help for and what I ended up doing was going to the wrong people. And I went to, so when I got into this, uh, this venture, I, I admired and looked up to the, the guys that I was working with in a lot of ways. Um, I was much, much younger. And so when I had questions, I would go to them for help. Uh, now, as I look back, I don't think I handled those situations correctly and I should have gone to others for help or at a minimum, a second opinion. And I didn't because I think part of me didn't want them to be wrong. Right. I, I deeply believed what they said and um, trusted their word and trusted their knowledge and experience. And it turned out that that was blind, blind misplaced trust. And that, I, that was, that was a big mistake. It was a huge mistake. And even in those moments, and I, I'm, I am totally transparent, honest about this. Like even in certain moments, I look back and I go, you know, that was a funny answer, right? Like why that doesn't quite sit right. But again, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a 27 year old. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm, they're probably right. Even though, you know, that feeling in your gut, right? When something just kind of like, mm, not so sure about that. I had that you know, probably a handful of times and sometimes in life, that's all it takes. And I lacked the humility. My ego was too big and I struggled with, as I said, imposter syndrome and placing blind trust in places that it did not, uh, it was not worthy. And so, yeah, that would be, that would be my answer there. I hope that, I hope that's satisfactory. I'm happy to dive into more detail if you think necessary. Well, I mean, I like I said, I think that for the actual podcast with Deanna, yeah. it would be great for you to say some of that because you do have a great story. And I just appreciate you answering the questions that I have. Did you have any questions for me? Um, well, yeah, I got maybe one or two, but uh, I just want to thank you for asking super interesting, challenging questions. Oh, you're welcome. Sometimes you're welcome. I get I get I get the layups and then I and then I get bored. So I know I, lo I love, love the challenging question. So <laughs> I have a hundred questions plus, but I only have so many times. So much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we right. shared, we might need to share notes cause I, I love some of those questions. So oh, you probably love a lot of the questions that I have because you'd be like, Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Really? Oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you for showing out. And keep in mind that we are not as divided as we are disconnected. Enjoy the rest of your day. Love it. You too. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Behind the Labels, a label-free podcast premium production. 
We hope this conversation has reminded you of the power of your voice and the importance of taking the best steps to live a more fulfilled life. Make sure you like, follow, comment, and share. And for more content, check out the Label Free Podcast with our fabulous host, Deanna. And remember, we all have choices. We all have goals. We all make mistakes. But it doesn't have to be behind a label.